Welcome, my friends. I want to share with you an idea today on this week's Torah portion, Parshas Mishpatim. And I'm very excited to share this idea with you because it's one of the most life-changing and mind-blowing ideas. So I'm very, very excited. In this week's Parsha, and by the way, we're going to learn a foundational idea in relationships, in how to hold on to love, and how to achieve true love. And I think this is really going to be a foundational idea in maturity, in how to have mature relationships and relationships that last forever, and uh, especially when it comes to marriage. So in this week's Torah portion, uh, the Jewish people are praised for making a statement that is one of the most famous statements in Jewish liturgy, not known so much by the rest of the world, but according to the Talmud, it is the most important say Vanishma that God approached them and said, do you want to accept my Torah? And the Jewish people said, Nase, we will do, we will do whatever it says, regardless of what we know about it, Vanishma, and only later will we learn and understand the deeper meaning. But we are in, we're all in, we are completely committed to your Torah. And I think that in nowadays generation, we're missing this foundation of commitment. Commitment means whatever happens down the line, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how much we don't really understand, we're going to do. And that that applies to our jobs. When we make a commitment to a career path, to our majors and to our relationships, when we commit to a relationship, only when we commit to stay with it through thick and thin, through the hard times, through the darkness, only then do we taste the true sweetness of real relationships, real growth, and real success in all areas of life. So that's what the Jewish people said. They said, we are all in. We will do whatever you say. And only later will we learn. So the Talmud says something very puzzling, though. The Talmud says, despite the fact that the Jewish people said, we're all in, before they knew anything about what was in the Torah, they said, we're all in, we're, we, we're committed fully. But Talmud says a very puzzling thing. In last week's Torah portion, it says the Jewish people camped under the mountain at, Har- at Mount Sinai. Under the mountain. The Talmud says, what does it mean under the mountains? The Talmud says two things. It says that God actually literally held the mountain over our heads. Like what? Like a wedding canopy. Because Mount Sinai was the wedding between the Jewish people and God. We became committed, betrothed in a relationship, in a love relationship for all time. We're literally married to God. And Shabbos, one of the things we do is we literally have a date with God. We light candles. We have a candlelight dinner. We turn off our phone, no distractions. It's us and God, a full day of connection, connection to ourselves and the deep boy, connection to our family and ultimately connection to God. That's what Shabbos is all about. The Talmud says another explanation of why God held the mountains over our heads. Very puzzling. That God said, if you accept the Torah, great. If not, I'm going to drop the mountain on your head and suffocate you. That is quite fascinating. And the, all the commentaries ask, why is God threatening us to accept the Torah? First of all, if it's a love relationship between us and God, you can't force someone to marry you. According to Jewish law, an, a forced marriage is not a marriage. Both parties have to say, I do, I'm in. So it's not 
It doesn't make any sense. But furthermore, the Jewish people just said, Nasev and Nishma. They just said, we're all in. We'll do whatever, whatever you say. So why does God now have to force us to accept the Torah? And to make the plot a little thicker, the Talmud says that years later in the future, at the time of Purim, the Purim story, and today is Rosh Chodesh Adar. Today is the new month of Adar where we're preparing for Purim. And the Talmud says, Misha Nichmas Adar, Mar, Adar Marbim Besimcha. From the moment that Adar begins this month, we begin to increase in joy every day of this month. Why? Why is this month a month of joy? The Purim story is amazing, but we have a lot of amazing miracles in our in our history. Why is Purim the month? Adar, the month of Purim, is a month, a full month of joy. Why this joy? And the Talmud says that in the times of Purim, the Jewish people accepted the Torah anew. And this time they did it without being forced. They did it truly for the right reasons, out of love. How is that? How does that work? Why did that happen? So I'm going to explain to you the foundation. It's like as follows. When a person gets married, when a person meets their spouse or the love of their life, there's incredible fireworks at the beginning. And a person is incredibly inspired and in love and infatuated. But the reality is, is that that feeling does not last. And few people realize this, and that's why we go from job to job, from major to major, from relationship to relationship, is because we think when the feeling ends, when the fireworks end, that means that the love is over, it was the wrong one. The reality is, according to Jewish mysticism, according to Kabbalah, it's quite the opposite. Relationships always start out with an incredible, and all experience in life really, start out with an incredible high. That's the love at first sight, the, the beginner's luck, the free gift. But the reality is that free gifts can't last. According to psychology, that romantic feeling can only last as much as two years. And for some people, it's only two weeks. Others, it's six months. Some are lucky that they have that high for up to two years, but it's the product of hormones and endorphins in the brain, and it, it just doesn't, it doesn't last. And the reality is, is that when it goes away, that's what separates the men from the boys. At that moment, when you continue in the relationship, when you no longer feel it because you believe in each other, you believe in the values of what you're building together, you believe in your commitments, then love begins. Love begins when infatuation ends. And there's much more to talk about that, but right now we're just touching on the idea. And I want to share with you that at that moment, when you don't feel it, that is the beginning of a true love relationship. At Mount Sinai, the mystical commentaries explain the Jewish people were forced to accept the Torah because even though they said, I do, the I do was coming because they were in love. They were in the first stages of relationship. And the, as when God took us out of Egypt, that was like our dating phase. Then we went through seven weeks of purification before the wedding. That's like the seven days that a bride prepares herself for her groom and then they we entered into the wedding canopy that was mount sinai but we were so in love we were so infatuated that it was almost like we were doing it for the wrong reasons god held the mountain over our heads because he wanted to let us know that it's not just about wanting to be in this relationship it's an obligation it's a commitment and that's the beginning of marriage in fact a jewish marriage begins with a chuppah uh, 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 not just a chuppah, but also a kasuba. A kasuba is a wedding contract that literally states the terms of the marriage and the terms 
of, of what would happen if the marriage is severed. And we don't believe in Judaism that divorce is an option. It doesn't mean that we don't believe in divorce. But divorce is a last resort. In a situation where there's some sort of abuse, so then it's a first resort. But in all other cases, it's a last resort because marriage requires work. It requires work and it's hard. It's not easy because good things in life are hard. Anyone who told you that life's supposed to be easy and fun is lying to you. Life is supposed to be pleasurable, but the real pleasure in life is long-term commitment and the fulfillment you feel of overcoming hardships, overcoming the hard times. So that is the greatest lesson in life, is to work, is to work through the challenges. So at Mount Sinai, the Jewish people were forced to accept the Torah because it was so open. God was revealing himself with incredible mirrors. There were miracles. There was thunder and lightning. It was literally the fireworks of love at first sight. So God said, you have to be forced because I want commitment. I want commitment because you know what? It's not always going to be fun. And what's going to happen when you no longer feel it? What's going to happen when those, those fireworks go away? Now, Purim represents the exact opposite. The Purim story and we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come, has no mention of God. There are no open miracles. The Purim story is a bunch of random events, natural events, seemingly coincidences that come together in the end to reveal that everything was with a purpose. And in that time of darkness, when the Jewish people didn't see God, there was a genocidal decree against the entire Jewish people in all the nations, the entire Persian Empire, all Jews in the world lived under the Persian Empire at that time. And there was a decree to kill all of them in one day. And it was an incredibly scary time. And we felt like we were abandoned. And yet we held on with faith. We said, we said, I do. Thousands of years ago at Mount Sinai, we said, I do. That means we're committed. We're going to stay faithful to you. And then God showed them that he was faithful to us and that he was with us the entire time in the darkness. And that is the secret of love. And at that moment, we received the Torah, but for the real reason now of love, real love, which takes place when you don't feel it. It takes place when it's when you're in darkness and you just stay committed and you do the work. That's what it's all about. And that is the greatest secret of Nase Vanishma. We will do and we will listen. It's not about the incredible spiritual experiences. It's not about the highs. It's not. And the how do we come to truly connect to God is through doing, through actions through taking on one thing at a time a commitment small commitments but real commitments commitments to become better committed jews commitments to become better people in our relationships with others relationships with ourselves relationships with god I want to bless you all with a beautiful shabbos and a beautiful rosh chodesh the new month of other and looking forward to celebrating purim with you and that we should all have incredible joy in our lives because the true joy in life comes through the work and in the darkness Adar, the month of Adar, is the darkest month of the year it's the farthest away from nisan which is the next month which means the month of miracles the month of passover when we experience that first love with god so Purim's the farthest month away from that and yet it's a month where we can connect to the true joy of experiencing that love even when we don't feel it when it's not easy wishing you all a beautiful shabbos thank you for listening